0: Hello and welcome. It's time for everyone's favorite m- m- too early for Monday morning podcasts. Slow your roll. It is Monday, August 8th. I am Jesse Caulfield. I'm the writer for Yockey Boy Report. You can come catch me outside of Fenway Park on the weekends. Uh, and this is Dominic Lorenzano, uh, local Beverly broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a great show for you today.
1: Yes. We do. we have <laughs> we, plen- well, uh, we have plenty on tap today.
0: Yes. Uh we have uh you know, last show was all about the trade deadline. Yes. We're going to have to go over over some of the stuff that happened, right? Of course. Training camp started for the Patriots. Going to go over some of that. Mm. Some of the some of the headlines, some of what to expect, what we've seen so far. Uh also, you know, it's been a because we had a special last week. It's been a while since uh We've talked about other stuff, so some stuff has happened. We're going to talk some Debo Samuel. Mm A story that won't go away for you. Yeah, but like, you know, at least like... It's winding down. At the same time, it's going up, but like hopefully it's the last big hill.
1: Mm, Okay.
0: For the Deshaun Watson story. Yes. And we've been doing this for a year. Mm -hmm. Can you believe it? All six of us sitting here listening. It's been a year of this, so we've been doing Darwins for a year. Mm -hmm. So we're going to rank the top uh, 100 Darwins. No. Starting right now, go. No. No, No, we're just doing 10.
1: Top 10 Darwins over the past year that we've been doing this. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what we got on tap today. All right. But all right, take it away.
1: All right, I'll take it away. All right. So the trade deadline happened. And, you know, it wasn't great if you were a Sox fan as you watched Christian Vasquez get traded away. Now, it's not the Vasquez move in particular I have a problem with. It's the fact that they didn't really do anything else as far as selling off pieces that I found strange and I didn't get. If you're going to sell off the people who are going to be free agents, why would you start with the guy that is the most likely that you could re-sign and keep? That's the part I didn't get. But before that, even further than that, all right, Jackie Bradley Jr. just got released. Yeah. Wow, thank goodness we traded Hunter Renfro for him. You know what would have been nice right now in the middle of this lineup? Hunter Renfro and his bat and his home runs. We got Tommy Pham. Who killed us against Milwaukee. Yeah, we had to trade for him halfway through the season once we were already on the downslide. But anyway, so this brings me to the bigger bigger topic here, which really comes into effect after the Jackie Bradley getting released. John Henry and Cher Bloom Share Bloom, whatever his stupid name is. Heim. Heim Bloom, whatever. Cher. Chair, it's whatever. We're not committed to winning this season. They were not committed to winning in 2022, okay? This team was two wins away from going to another World Series, and they sold an asset in Hunter Renfro in the offseason to get back prospects and then put Bradley's name in there to try and cover the fact that they had sold an asset for prospects. They did not come into the season caring about winning. Um, Here's some of the guys who are on the market. You know, we, 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 we got Michael Walker and Rich Hill and thought that would just be fine and dandy. Now I don't mind those moves on their own. If you're going to do something else, but if you think just going to do that and think that you're going to be okay, that's ridiculous. And you count it on sale again, even though he had only pitched 45 innings last year. Like He'll give us that 45 again. We'll be just fine. But anyway, so here are the guys who are on the market. Not including Scherzer. That's too big. I'm not asking for everything all the time. Kevin Gossman. Five years, $110 million to go to Toronto. He had, had experience pitching in the AL East already. He has a 2.91 ERA, a 1.23 whip. All right. Oh, too expensive. Too expensive. Okay. Carlos Rodon, playoff experience. Pitching in the American League his entire career. Not even a long-term deal. Two years, $44 million. That's a lot per year, but it's only for two years. 2.95 ERA, 1.06 whip, 161 punch-outs, and 128 innings for San Francisco. Two years, $44 million. Oh, that's too expensive. That's too expensive for Boston and John Henry. Yeah, we don't have that kind of money. All right, Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray, four years, 38 million. That's not even that much. 3.19 ERA, a 1.11 whip pitching in Minnesota. And the last one, John Gray, four years, 56 million. Why John Gray got more than Sonny, I don't know, but that's mm-hmm. a different topic. 3.83 ERA, not quite as good, but if you look at the other numbers, you'd think the ERA might be better. 87 hits on one hundred uh, in 107 innings. 116 punch-outs and a 1.17 whip for John Gray. Maybe Gossman's too expensive. Maybe Rodon. You're telling me the Boston Red Sox, John Henry, doesn't have the money for Sonny Gray or John Gray? That's not even that expensive. Absolutely ridiculous. But this ownership didn't care that much about winning. Maybe Bloom did. Maybe. I don't know. But Henry clearly didn't. And here's the other thing with Bloom. Maybe Bloom's a smart guy. I don't know. He came from Tampa. They do things well. But just because you get one executive for Tampa doesn't mean that you can do the same things here that they're able to do in Tampa Bay. You don't have their scouting department. You don't have the rest of the organization around that. You can't just take one guy from Tampa Bay, even if he's a a high up person. Stick him here in Boston and think that you're going to be able to do things the same way the Rays do it. That is absolutely ludicrous. You don't have their farm directors. You don't have their scouting prospects. We clearly don't develop pitching the way the Rays do, and I don't think just bringing in Bloom is going to make a difference on that. So I know you're trying to play, you know, that chess with everything, but unless you get more than one guy from the smartest run organization in baseball who does the most with least, you're going to have to bring more than one guy in to try and do that. Just because you bring Bloom in doesn't doesn't mean that you can do things like the Rays did it. But they've tried to, and for the most part, it's been an unmitigated disaster. This team should have been good enough that we should be in a playoff spot right now. But Michael Walker and Rich Hill were ridiculous that you ever thought that you were going to be able to count on them for more than a handful of starts and innings. You needed somebody else. And as I said, maybe Gossman and Rodon were too much. Maybe you didn't even go that expensive. But do you think we'd be at a better position today with Sonny Gray or John Gray? Not even, aside from Rodon and Gossman, who you totally could have afforded Rodon. We would be in a better position today. But we wanted to trade away Renfro, and again, they weren't committed to winning this season. But keep keep charging those astronomical
0: prices at Fenway, John Henry. Hmm. Mm. I wonder if Haim was picked for, I don't know, maybe he's a yes man. Probably. I wonder if he's just like, or, you know, I do wonder if like he's up there just like, you know, maybe he could be up there tearing his hair out, Mm. being like, oh, let me do something. Let me do something real with this team. Um, So I don't want to, it's hard for me to point blame. It's easy for me to point blame at John Henry. Oh my God, just say the word and I'll do it. (laughs) Um, But Haim, I'm wondering, like, how much does this fall on him? You know.
1: And for a while I've tried to defend Bloom. But it does seem like even some of the things he is trying to do—that raise baseball thing—with some of his moves—and it's just like,
0: oh, that's we're not I mean, the same organization. We all know that's why they brought him in mm-hmm. because I mean, the second Moneyball was like, oh, like hey, you don't have to spend all the money to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, John Henry was one of the people who's just like, yo, I would. I don't know the, the figure. I don't have the figure in front of me. The I mean, he apparently was going to give Billy Bean an exorbitant amount of money. Yes. And I heard he gave him several offers later, mm-hmm. just, you know, several years later. So it's not surprising that he's finding – he saw a team, the Tampa Bay Rays, mm-hmm. who have been playing Moneyball for years at this point, have made, I mean, two World Series in the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um. I know that first one was kind of a very different team than that second one, but they've had, that's a franchise that's had success with little money. Mm-hmm. And that's... John Henry loved that. Mm-hmm. Because this, the Red Sox will always make money. Because we're those people. Which is good and bad. Mm-hmm. We're those passionate fans. But, like, we're also the most abused fans. Because we're always going to be there. Like the Cleveland Browns fans... Uh like Raiders fans. Uh, you know, teams like that. Royals fans. But they got a nice taste a couple of years ago. Yeah, they did. So it's, it didn't surprise me when they brought in Bloom. Uh and we like I said, we all knew the game they were gonna play. It's just like you know, we were hoping he'd be like the Theo Epstein kind of guy. Young. He knows how to draft really well, but he also can like play the market and really like play with his money Mm -hmm. and be smart with these players because like you know the Red Sox didn't make the playoffs every year with Theo but they were competitive every year it's just every year they missed the playoffs after the all-star game they were terrible Mm -hmm. and they just had that bad habit whatever I'll put up with that Yeah. Um. so let's but like John Henry's a different man now he's a cheaper man I don't know what happened to him
1: well he won his world series yeah he won multiple
0: yeah but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's why, I like, I just, the point of, I don't know where, how much of this is Bloom's fault. Hmm. You know, he could be sitting there like, this is everything that I planned. Maybe even Henry's like, yo, you can, you can play with more of my money. Maybe he's up there. But, like, let's be real. Hmm. Henry is Probably. somewhere, somewhere in here twisting his arm at some, in some way. But... I don't like. All right, I I just don't hate Bloom yet.
1: I don't know (laughs) if I hate Bloom as much as I hate Henry, but I still think Bloom has largely whiffed on most of his moves.
0: But like you also say, like he he doesn't have his exact. Maybe that's the thing. It's just him. He's like, this is not. I I, like this is not my environment. Like you're not putting me to succeed here, people.
1: Mm. Well, and what do you think about them at the deadline? I like bringing in Hosmer, actually. I really liked that move. You know, what's funny is I texted you and I called that move. I, I had a very good deadline for the most part. Though I did well, say Soto, I don't think Soto would move. But.
0: I did I did think about it. I was like, oh, dude. But I was like, the Red Sox would never do that. Yeah. I literally thought they would never do that. Yeah, but and, San Diego's paying most of it. Yeah, no, they're literally like paying all of it. Yeah. That's in, like, it's insane. I know. Um, and like, you know, if you're going to buy, that's a good, That was that's a good, that's a pretty good buy. That was. Um
1: and I like that he'll help us next year. The problem I have with this deadline is just the fact that it's like i don't have a problem with the trying to toe the line between buying and selling because I do still think there are pieces here that you can contend next year, so I like that Hosmer is controllable I don't like that isn't fam a rental though i I don't understand bringing in fam if he's a rental that regardless of even the personality stuff with Tommy Pham.
0: I also, like, I have several times on this show talked about how I do not want a, a Fam near any team yes. that I support. And Tommy Pham. <laughs> and by the way, he's been our best player since he got here. I know. Um, okay, but
1: he's a rental, so, like, that one was weird. And then, like I said, of well, all the, saying, of Tommy, all, of he's
0: all he's the people that you could... Tommy potentially- Pham wouldn't have been bad either with who he is, who he is as a person aside. Wouldn't have been bad either. If you were buying. Oh, if you yeah. were a true buyer. Yes. But like, you're also, you sold, I mean, you sold two pieces because you sold Diekman, which like... Boy, that's come back to bite them already, though. Yeah. Have you, do you see how bad Darwin's and Hernandez Yeah, in this? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, you... <laughs> you added... We made fun of Diekman and and,
0: and was like, ah, oh, can it really get worse? Hernandez was like, hold my beer. Yeah, like, here's the thing. <laughs> I didn't like Deekman, but I would much rather him... Then Darwins and Hernandez. Um, but, like, they, the bullpen was the worst part of this team. Yeah, I mean, the, the starting pitching has absolutely fallen apart at this point, but the bullpen, for the most part, from beginning to here, has been the worst part of this team. And you subtracted from uh, that, but you added at the deadline. Mm-hmm. So there is, like, this very confusing thing now amongst the bizarre. team. They've even come out, like, Xander Bogarts came out and said, like, I don't know what the team is really doing here. Yeah, because yeah, you sold one and a half pieces. Um, but like, and the other thing you did say, like, oh, this is the that's the one most likely to re-sign. Yeah, that's probably that's a good reason to to get rid of him. We'll just re-sign him.
1: Maybe I don't know if Houston will let that go. Houston spends money. Why? What do they? What can they do about that? I think they'll sign him. Maybe. I think Houston, but is like center. you know, but I just his I think that in Boston. that one hurt, that one hurt.
0: Let me know if he sells his house.
1: Uh, I'll let you know. Yeah, um, that one hurt a lot. <laughs>
0: oh no, but, it did. Actually, did you know he was actually the longest tenured Red Sox? I saw that even yes. more than Xander Bogarts. Which
1: and again, when it first happened and everyone else was mad, I was like, I was cool, I was fine. I was like, yes, it hurt, but like I get it, smart business move, blah blah blah. But yeah. then, when they didn't sell, anybody else really. Yeah, I was like, "Wait a minute!" I was literally, "What the hell?" Like, nothing. "Why is Nathan still here? Why is JD still here?" Like,
0: yeah, uh, like especially hey JD. <sighs> apparently, the the price for here's the thing. Apparently, the price for Nathan Evaldi was sky high. Mm-hmm. That's what the word came out was. And apparently, before the Phillies got Syndergaard, mm-hmm. they called about Rich Hill. Mm. Why did you not just immediately go like, "Yeah"? yeah yeah, yeah like it was bizarre.
1: They were terrible in the off season for the most part, the moves they made, and this deadline was butchered as well. so I mean, ownership and the g m just absolutely terrible. and like I said, the only reason for this that we're in this situation is because they came into twenty twenty two not committed to winning. a hundred
0: percent believe that mm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. Well, I mean, at the very least, they were like, you know what? I mean, well, at least probably John. At the very least, John Henry was like, well, I mean, we made the ALCS. We just got to move some pieces around. Bring JBJ back because he'll be some heart. And then we'll get into the World Series, right? That's all we need. We'll get rid of our middle of the lineup bat. Like, what? He didn't think that the, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays were going to age one year. He didn't think the Yankees were gonna do
1: anything. Mm. I don't know, man. But as for the other ones, like, are these guys too expensive? Gossman's making twenty-two. That's not outrageous. But if you don't want to spend that, that's fine. Whatever. Rodon, just for two years, you can't you can't spend money on just two years. Two years, twenty-two million.
0: What they could have done.
1: And Sonny Gray at four. All right.
0: No, so no, no. Thirty-eight. You, no, no, no.
1: That's nine point five million a year.
0: Well, you could have done. You
1: couldn't bring in Sonny Gray.
0: You could have spent that 20... What was it, 22 yeah. for Gosman. Yeah. Could have. You could have bought that.
1: Instead of Story? Yeah. I know.
0: And then... Xander Bogarts will be our shortstop for a couple more years. All right,
1: you're, you're going too high on this one.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's still here. All I'm saying is... there's the no, thing. There's
1: no excuse... For why they can't spend nine and a half on Sonny Gray?
0: Someone in that executive office thinks Xander Bogarts is going to be a Red Sox for life, and that's why they didn't trade him. Yeah, someone thinks that. Someone does. Whether it's Sam Kennedy <laughs> living the dream, like you know, doing that ayahuasca up there. <laughs> um, are we going to talk about that today? Uh, you can put it in Rapid Fire News at least. I'm not putting that in Rapid Fire
1: News. Oh my gosh! I can't. Actually, I can't believe we're not gonna. I mean, I don't know. We'll see
0: how the show goes. <laughs> uh, okay. But anyway, um, but like, uh, there's, I mean, because here's the thing. You could have got something big for Xander Bogarts, mm. but you didn't trade him. You, you guaranteed you weren't going to trade him before it even happened. I know. So you seem to, there seems to, maybe, maybe John Henry has a plan. To, he's like, we're going to shave up all this money for way too goddamn long, and then I'm going to spend it i don't know one year for one year we're gonna get that fifth and then i'm gonna die i don't know maybe that's his plan i have no idea or, or no then he's gonna go disappear and freeze himself oh my gosh
1: uh i don't know i don't know but man 38 million for sunny gray for four years can't do it that's too expensive absolutely absurd mm. like how did you ever think that michael walker and rich hill were gonna last
0: uh, the Rich Hill one is, makes me laugh.
1: Rich Hill is forty-two, and Walker has an extensive injury
0: history. But you know what? He used to, he played for the Red Sox at one point. Oh my god! Rich Hill, used to, he used to <laughs> play for the Red Sox. Yeah, just like JBJ. And you know who Michael Walker played for last year? Who? Tampa Bay.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. So, uh, fam, hey, Fan played for Tampa at
0: one point. Yes, did? he did. Uh, so did Renfro.
1: Yeah. Wow, why did he trade away Run? You know who then? would look good why in did, that?
0: Why, why did he trade away Renfro then? I don't know. You know who would look good in a Tampa Bay Rays uniform? Who? Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah. I think he would act like I mean that genuinely. Oh, okay. oh, they, you know what? They lost, uh, what's his face for the year? Kiermaier? Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, they bet about the same. All right. We can move on. <laughs>
0: All right. Rapid fire news? Yes. All right. Tampa rapid fire news. All right. First bit of news. Uh, your grass is dead. You should probably water it. um second bit of news sports news uh i don't know if you heard this morning the uh patrice bergeron is back captain is back so he's got a weird deal i'm gonna break that down for you real quick one year so it's a base salary of Mm 1.5 he's got a 1 million signing uh bonus so 2.5 basically however if he then plays 10 games he doubles his money 10 games
1: uh, David Krejci's back now too uh, Second bit of <laughs> Bruins news uh, I was making sure you saw it Yes,
0: David Krejci One year One million dollar deal Two million dollar Performative bonuses uh, No, I tweeted at the Bruins This morning No word They haven't got back to me On if they're in talks With Sedano Chara Right now um, Also Tukarask was asked If he's coming back He just gave the camera The finger Did he really? No oh. No <laughs> I'm serious. No. Anyway, moving on. I uh, quickly bit... Uh, for the Red Sox news. So they added at the deadline. Just quickly going over the ads. Eric Hosmer, mm-hmm. Tommy Pham, and public masturbator Reese, Reese McGuire. He's our new catcher. We got rid of... We traded Christian Vasquez. We traded Jake Diekman, And JBJ has been released. And uh, since that time, the Red Sox have gone three and four... So it hasn't gotten any better. They went 2-1 against the Astros. It started well against Vasquez and the Astros. And then it all fell apart over the weekend against the Royals, going 1-3.
1: The Royals kind of beat our brains in, too.
0: Yeah, they did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they did. But all right, some football news. The Hall of Fame game happened over the weekend. So football is back. I didn't watch it. So, no, I've never watched the Hall of Fame game in my life. Fun fact I've never watched the Hall of Fame game in my life. <laughs> never for one second. Um, but the Raiders beat the Jag. Shocker 27 to 11. Mm. More Hall of Fame news. Uh, your New England Patriots have a new Hall of Famer. Richard Seymour yes. is officially enshrined in Canton, Ohio. <clears throat> Wish that happened a year ago and I could have seen his bust mm. when we went there. Yes. But the Hall of Fame sucks. Anyway, that has been your rapid fire news. All right. So that we can move on to the trade deadline yes. and go over that
1: news. All right. So from the trade deadline, actually, no, Jesse, you start started. Want me to start? Yeah, you're going to start. So
0: how do you want me to do Do you want me to name all my winners and losers?
1: Uh, you, can, you can name the big two. How many did you put?
0: You asked for two winners, two losers. Yeah,
1: two winners, two losers. That's what I mean. Yeah, you
0: want me to name them all?
1: No, let's just start one at a time.
0: Okay. My first winner Yes. is, and I hate saying it, the New York Yankees. Mm. Because they they had a mission at the deadline, and they they went after it hard. So they already had some pitching. Mm-hmm. They had Tyon, they had uh, Kermit the Frog, and they have Cortez, mm-hmm. and that's pretty good. They also they're going to get um, oh, what's his name. He's a, he's going he's coming back soon from the injured.
1: Oh, I, I forget completely. Move yeah, on. He
0: yeah, always, he always blows it up in the playoffs, though. Yeah. But anyway, he's coming back. Uh, but they still wanted to add pitching. Mm. And they called the Oakland A's, who love to trade away pitching. Mm-hmm. And they got their guy. Now, I said he was going to, did I say he was going to Minnesota?
1: Uh, I think you said either Toronto or Minnesota.
0: Oh, I did. I think I did say Toronto. I
1: think you said Toronto. But think, they got the. I think we both said Toronto.
0: But they got the guy. No, I cause I. Oh, I said Rodon was going to go to the Yankees. Oh yes. You but did. they got a pitcher. They got a pitcher. They did more than that. They got um. Oh, they got the reliever too from Oakland too. So they got their bullpen too. I can't remember his name. I can't remember the bullpen guy's name. Who who the throwing bullpen guy? He wasn't really throwing. He's pretty good from the Oakland Athletics. Come on. Oh, Trevino. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they also got Efros from Chicago to for their bullpen. He's pretty good. Yes. Um, then they made an interesting move. Yeah. They traded Montgomery away. And people said, why? I actually, you know, as much as I don't like the Yankees, I like the move. Hmm. Because um, Aaron Hicks kind of sucks in center field. Yeah, he does. So they got a guy who should be back for the playoffs, who's a great center fielder. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Montgomery was probably not going to be in the starting rotation in the playoffs, so yeah,
1: yeah that makes sense.
0: Is this they they were thinking there? Yeah, no. I guess um, that. they got rid of Gallo. Gallo. I
1: can't remember names today. Yeah, they Monday sent morning. him to the Dodgers for some reason. I don't know why the Dodgers wanted him, but eh, bat, Uh kind of a bat, uh, a he, bat with a giant hole in it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, so <laughs> I I mean they they had a mission: get rid of Gallo get the starting pitching and relief better, Mm. um, and upgrade center field, and they did that.
1: Okay. Yeah, they did. So uh, what's your first
0: loser then? The Brewers. Oh, yeah. And you made one big move. You got rid of your, I mean, arguably your best player, Josh Hader. And it's weird to call your closer your best player, but like when he's I mean, one of the best closers in the entire league. Yes. Um, and like we 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 talked about this last week. Like, there's got to be a plan here. Yeah. You're ha- picking up prospects to then trade for maybe even oh Juan Soto, probably not, but like at least something. And you did nothing. N- nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. And since that time, now I picked, I picked the Brewers to keep that division. I didn't expect them to sell at the deadline. Little, you know what I. I, I I didn't. I didn't have the galaxy brain. I didn't think like they did. Clearly, like they're playing some 4D chess. It's not about the division. We have to get the wild card. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah, it, it was bizarre.
1: Um, well, I'm gonna just stay on your trend and say my loser first. Uh, the first one being the Milwaukee Brewers made absolutely no sense to me. Um, I, I don't understand I, when they were first shopping Hater. I thought it was smart because I was like, okay. You have the bullpen pieces to replace him. And you're trying to say is we're a small market team. We don't want to completely jeopardize our future just for some guys now at the deadline, you know, and then maybe suck, you know, a year or two from now. So I I got that. But then you didn't get anything else after you traded away Hader. I was like, oh, okay, so they got it just prospects. All right. So they've boosted the farm system to now make a move Uh. for somebody else. Didn't do anything. And like, I think. Looking at everything, Hater probably it was it was time for Hater to move from Milwaukee just because they're a small market team. It's that Midwest culture thing. It, it really is with that we want to always be relevant. We need to make sure we're always relevant. And I get that when you don't have the money, they weren't about to pay fifteen, sixteen million dollars to just a closer, especially a guy they had used a lot. And you could say maybe they were selling high on an eventually declining asset. All that made sense. But to then not do anything else afterwards, no bat, nothing, was absolutely ludicrous. It was stupid. And I don't know if they were in on guys and then and then just didn't get the deal done. But if you're going to make the move to sell your all-star closer in order for prospects, you better well damn sure make sure that you get the deal done for something else. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like that was unacceptable to just let the deadline. If they were, if I hear that they were in on Peralta, or they were in on Gallo, or they were in on uh, even Ben Gamel, like anyone to n- sit there and not have a deal done, completely unacceptable. Yeah, and yeah, now... they're already paying the price. They've lost two games to the Reds because bullpen, the bullpen blew it twice. Now they sit two games behind the surging St. Louis Cardinals.
0: Yeah, and the locker room is a little. Not not so good. Well, yeah. I'm wondering why you did that. Yeah. It made no sense. Yeah, Yell- I mean, Yellows came out and said, like, yeah, I get it's a business, but, like, I don't. He, I mean, he said the same thing Bogarts did. I don't understand. Yeah.
1: Why? Everyone wants to win. What are you doing? It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. My first winner. I have the Houston Astros. I think they killed it. Uh, you know, clearly they seem just as good as ever. Kind of.
0: Actually no, they've had their best start in team history.
1: I know, but I still think when you looked at the lineup, you said there there are things here that looked better in years past, you know, with Brantley going down with an injury and his age and stuff like that. I think we thought maybe playoff time, they wouldn't really have the guys to compete with maybe New York at least offensively. But they went out and they got Christian Vasquez and they got Trey Mancini to address that. And then they added a lefty uh, to the bullpen, Will Smith, to to, de- uh, to add depth to that. But the additions of Trey Mancini particularly, but also Vasquez uh, giving you a very good offensive bat at a position that doesn't usually get a lot of offense, uh, I thought it was absolutely A++. a And I don't really think it, today, uh, as I look at the Astros, I don't really think they have many holes.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I... They were a team I considered it's just you know if we they would probably have been my third team mm-hmm. if we picked a top three mm-hmm. um, but like uh, they they made the right moves, they just didn't make the biggest splashes. That's kind of why I kept them off
1: no, I get you. i I feel like the Yankees got the wrong guy for the starting rotation, and that's why I didn't put them on my winners,
0: really. I, who Montas, do you think they should have?
1: Montas hasn't pitched in big games. I, I just
0: think. He's I mean, I know he's going from and, Oakland to New York. I but, thought Rodon was the move. I mean, that's who I would have picked, but I kind of just thought they were going to lose that one. Yeah, the Montas.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I, I just don't know how it's going to work in New York with Montas. But we'll see.
0: Um, and also, I kind of maybe thought they were thinking the same way you did. Like yeah, Rodon is a veteran; like he'll know what
1: playoff experience. Yeah. yeah. Alright, anyway, so for your second winner, Jesse, who
0: do you have? I mean, the team that just had their name everywhere all the time, the the San Diego Padres. Now, the weekend did make me consider taking them off, and it kicked them off the first slot, because they got smoked by the Dodgers, who didn't give a damn about their trade deadline, but you got the biggest name in Juan Soto that hugely upgrades your offense, even if he is having a down year. Uh, You got the closer Mm -hmm. you got josh Hader, and then you still got one we even said like after they got josh Hader, well you're out on juan soto and then they said no we ain't um so when you make just the giant splashes like that you got rid of hosmer Mm -hmm. which you've been trying to do forever um sadly voight i feel bad for voight (laughs) um but you got josh bell as well with uh soto so i mean you 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 very much upgraded your offense. You have possibly the best closer in the game now as well. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Top two. Why? Who's your second one? I want to know what your second one is then.
1: My second and one. It's not is, even the, the Yankees, is it? Nope. My second one is the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, I think the Cardinals could have gone bigger. And if I had been there doing it, I probably would have gone bigger too. But at the end of the day, they hit the nail on the head. They did exactly what I said they would do, too. I was like, they're going to get Quintana, probably one other lesser arm, too. They're going to get two just guys, because that's what that culture you in the it. Midwest is. just, just like you know? Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need big names. You know, just, just slot some guys in here and there, some everyday but Joes. Some former names. <laughs> some everyday Joes is really how they look at it. But I think they did a great job. And... They still have Dylan Carlson still there, all their elite prospects, and they got exactly what they needed. They addressed it with multiple pitchers, which is exactly what I felt like they needed to do. If they weren't going to make a huge move, they needed at least two different starters. And they did that in Jose Quintana and Jordan Montgomery, um, you know, both pros, pros, uh, you know, veterans playoff experience for both of them. Quintana's had a very nice season. So uh, I think the St. Louis Cardinals got the most. For the least amount of money and prospects and assets to give up, so I think the cardinals I think the Cardinals hit it out of the park for the most part, again, like I said, last year of Wainwright and all that, I might have gone a little bit bigger, but I still think they did a very good job
0: okay mm. hey. I
1: think when the Brewers when the Brewers didn't add anybody else too it made it easier to just go oh, Quintana and Montgomery were good,
0: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> You're still going to have to beat San Diego and the Dodgers. San Diego's not that great.
1: San Diego will beat themselves. (laughs) Maybe.
0: (laughs) Uh, Apparently, Otati's played his first um, uh, game.
1: His first rehab?
0: Yeah. His first rehab assignment, yeah. Also, Luis Severino. Mm. That was the pitcher I couldn't remember. Yes. He's coming back. Yeah. But all right. We're doing our last losers. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to
1: um, I'll go first. Okay. I go, I'll go the Atlanta Braves. I think the Braves lost big time. I know they added Jaco to but that was just to replace Ian Anderson, who had, had a terrible year and just got sent down. So, whatever. And then they added Robbie Grossman for their bat, which, like, why even bother? He did nothing in the Mets series. I think the Braves were in desperate need of a bat. I think they have... The pitching and the horses to maintain with the Mets. But after Duvall went down and now without Ozzy Albies, I think the offense needed some help and they didn't really address it. So, and now they got like basically, well, not swept, but I think they won one of the games against New York. But yeah, they did. They got handled by the Mets and now find themselves six and a half back. I think the Braves are a major loser from this trade deadline.
0: Mm. Uh, I guess, sure. Mm. But like, um, you know, this time, for Grossman come on
1: yeah I just, just one think, series I just don't think that was enough
0: right he's been like 206 mm. yeah maybe but, they, they were hot and they're the former champs It was like we don't need much alright let's quickly let's
1: quickly go over the Juan
0: Soto stuff wait I still have one more oh do you I forgot you have, last you, have your, loser. you
1: have your last loser
0: yeah I picked the White Sox oh yes that's right because the news was they were in very hard mm. for Shohei Ohtani And then the angels are just like, nah, we want to keep them. And then we're kind of left standing there with their pants down, being like, oh, that's all we wanted to do. So you said before the show, you like that they kind of just waited and did nothing. Yeah. And you want them to regroup in the offseason. I think they, here's the thing. They're not far from the Twins. No. So if they win for it, I wouldn't have been like, you're stupid, you're an idiot. Oh,
1: I wouldn't have, been, I wouldn't have said they were stupid either. No, I wouldn't have been that harsh.
0: Um, but I think they should have just started dismantling now. Really? Yeah. Because you suck. Okay. But, like, you should have done something.
1: Yeah, but they have so much young, controllable talent with, like, Dylan Cease and Kopetch.
0: I mean, yeah, you you can keep those dudes, but like you know, they should have done more of what the Red Sox, the Red Sox, and you know, White Sox kind of should have done a little bit of the same thing. Mm. Sell a little more, sell more.
1: Mm. I you but
0: I I I don't like the doing nothing. I, was, I mean,
1: I definitely think they're a loser if the reason they did nothing was because they were trying to get Shohei Otani. Yeah, like, they were they were know, in hard like, apparently. You you you're you're. Almost anyone I have ever talked to who actually knows anything about baseball never thought Otani was going to get moved.
0: Oh, really? They were, that's, that's, that was their guy?
1: That's ridiculous.
0: They were in hard for him. I was laughing. I was like, yo. Especially because like, it was like two days before the deadline and it was just like, nah, we're going to keep him instead.
1: <laughs> I never thought for a second Otani was going to get moved. Uh, that if
0: if that's why they didn't do anything. No, look it up. They're dumb. No, look it up. Okay, That's absolutely one hundred percent a thing. That's stupid. That was their entire plan. Wow, that's pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is pretty dumb. Okay, the last thoughts here. Now let's talk about the Juan Soto deal specifically. I mean, again, I talked about cultures. Listen, Padres, true to form, true to form, they have decided this after uh, two off seasons ago when Preller went all in again. That they're going to be a hyper-aggressive organization. They're going to go for it. They're chasing the Dodgers. And they'll do everything they can to get there. And I think Preller was haunted by the fact that he had lost out on Scherzer and Trey Turner the year before. Uh, But when the Cardinals bailed in talks, I thought that that kind of only left San Diego. And I think San Diego was largely negotiating with themselves. I don't think the Dodgers were ever actually in on this. I think the Dodgers were there to hike up the price
0: mm. and
1: play the Padres. I don't think L.A. really ever wanted him. So I think largely the Dodgers kind of played San Diego. And Preller gave up probably a little bit more than he needed to. And then you throw in the deal for Hayter and the prospects they give up for that. I just think – I'm not sitting here saying there are losers at the deadline. They are absolutely stupid. Um, but I just can't – be quite on board with everybody else who just thinks that they're the best winners in the world, because I just think that I think they got played a little bit. But listen, I respect the organization. I don't like Preller. I don't like his moves a lot of the times, but listen, I ex—I respect the, listen, we think we can win now, so let's just put the chips to the table and go for it. And I think that's what you have to do. You have to be smarter about it sometimes. I don't know if San Diego is good enough that I would have really sold the farm the same way that they did. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's my thoughts on the Soto deal. I I don't know how you saw it, but I really do think that they ended up... When the Cardinals bailed on talks, I thought for sure that the price was going to go down a little bit because there just weren't that many teams involved anymore. And yet San Diego still gave up... I mean, basically former top out prospect and still top prospect. He just has some innings now at, at the major league level. And Mackenzie Gore, their number one rated prospect one of the best prospects in baseball and Robert um, Hassel CJ Abrams the shortstop I mean these are all top prospects and they have really wiped out their farm system quite a bit with these last two moves particularly the Soto one so we'll see how it goes but I, I think they got played by LA a little bit
0: uh, I mean maybe I mean why not why not play that game it's like all right like if you're the Dodgers like all right I'm sure they were interested but it's just like this quickly was just not something we're going to mm-hmm. pay. And why not just make like another offer or two just to mm. make it just go a little up, mm-hmm. maybe go a little higher? I mean, I get why not? Why not play that game? But like, I, it was always going to be a massive price. Washington yeah. was never just going to let him go.
1: No, I know. But I mean, because here's is, the thing they had control this, over him this for is years. one of the more unprecedented ones.
0: They still have control for years of Washington, so they have, if they didn't get a biter at the deadline, they just. And
1: listen, if Tatis See if, at the meeting, if, if Tatis immediately slots in and looks like he's in mid-season form to go along with Soto's bat and Machado. I might be completely wrong, but I still wonder if they're really on the Dodgers' caliber. And I'm wondering if if Tatis <laughs> isn't looks like they're not. It clearly doesn't, and if Tatis isn't ready to go right away timing down and everything and uh, you know i just i don't know if it made as massive a difference
0: have we considered that the city is keeping them hostage <laughs> since the chargers left and they're like you better win something maybe like you need to win
1: i mean i definitely think it's helped the padres because clearly all the attention is on that
0: Maybe. Yeah, and then sure. maybe that's
1: one of the reasons that they can shell out this kind of money and, and maybe assign Soto is because like we don't have competition really anymore. Unless people want to go root for LA teams, but
0: No. But they no, don't No, San Diego does not want anything to do with that.
1: Usually they don't. So I mean, they might be in a financially way better position than they've ever been before simply because they don't have competition.
0: I mean, having a player like Tatis on your team will do that anyway. That's They they are they have been in, I don't know. They've been the center of attention for a little bit. They have. For just some of the players they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I'm sure they've been r- making money for a while.
1: No, they've been making money, but I, I'm this might be a whole, whole new level of money and attention. And maybe that's one yeah, of the reasons that they can Soto do this.
0: It's, I, think, I, maybe, think, I think
1: maybe since the Chargers left, Manny it
0: Juan Mach- Soto money. Manny Machado can't be long for this team, right? Probably not. Like,
1: like Didn't they sign him to a pretty...
0: I know, like, they could just literally just make a Juan Soto do the arbitration mm-hmm. hearing, I think, like, three more times. Yeah. So, like, you don't have to give him the back. But, like, I mean, he's going to get, I don't know what his last arbitration did. Wasn't it record-breaking? Yeah, it was. So, like, like he, maybe if you could drag out these arbitration meetings three more years of Machado, yeah. and then you got to be like, all right, we're signing him. Like, you understand, right?
1: Yeah. Now, they're gonna have to pay the piper on this eventually. Yeah, they're gonna, he... and they're gonna pay a price. And you know what? If they win a title, it's worth it in the end. I just don't know if if this makes them title worthy. And I, I just think that in two, three years,
0: they might really suck. Uh... Maybe more like three, but I mean, I mean maybe. But like, here's the thing: I does I do think this for the here's the thing: most years, I think this would absolutely put you in title contention. But like. The Yankees are so good this year. I know they've been stumbling for like a month and a half, 2 months, but like they're so good. And then the, the big, Dodgers are so good. I think the bigger issue and is the, the Dodgers y- and the Mets in the National League. You got to you're, you're so impatient. I know I am. And yeah, like I don't I don't know if they're better than the I here's the thing. Before the weekend, I thought they were probably better than the Mets, mm-hmm. but after the weekend, I don't know if they're better than the Mets because yeah. the Mets handled the Braves well and the Padres did not handle LA Just the just Juan Soto being there well. Hmm. You'd think at least the game... Even if they lost the series to L.A., Mm -hmm. even if they got swept by L.A., if the games were close, the games weren't even close. I know. Um, I think... I I wonder with the Yankees right now. I'm I'm hesitant. I mean, is this just finally... I mean, here's the thing. As the year Uh, went on, I did expect this because, like, you know... um, And the losing Michael King, and,
1: you know, it's kind of... Judge holding up the offense. It seems like now well, that Stanton went down, and a lot of regression in the pitching staff. Yeah, division lead is finally under double digits. I mean, well, am I going to cash in? Toronto's <laughs> going to do it. Toronto's going to do it.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, you should check it again. <laughs> like you know, put it in, see if it's like also absurd. And put like you know, just something to see.
1: Just a little more,
0: maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, like another, uh, another hundo. What is the thing? We knew Cortez has an ERA under two. Like he wasn't going to keep that. No, it's just not going to happen. Garrett Cole, even when he's on, he could have like he could be the hottest pitcher in the league, and eventually he's just going to blow up. Yeah, it's just going to happen. Um, you know, and I, we I it to slow down a little bit. Rizzo's older; mm-hmm. he wasn't going to keep that up. I mean, I never thought Judge was going to keep up a sixty-six home run pace. Mm-hmm. Stan was hitting a little too well for, like. Historically, yeah, like he's in, like, he was in 300, above 300 for a while. Um, and like I know he's, he's like a 275, I think, career hitter. Yeah. But like 300, like, come on, man. Yeah. Throw him some sliders. Uh-huh. Um, Donaldson was hitting way too good mm-hmm. for what I expect. Um, Glaber Torres was playing too well. Mm. So I, I expected a slowdown here. Yeah. But like, I also kind of don't expect them to be this bad.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: We'll see how it all plays out. I just Th- there will be an even out here.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I just think I don't know. I think Mets, Dodgers, Astros, and and I feel like the Yankees are might have some distance between. Not massive, but I I differentiate between them. Maybe I do just forget about the Astros because they're just it's been every year now It's just I like, guess you know what I mean I guess and we were all like oh is it gonna is it gonna slow down mm. clearly didn't so it we was like <laughs> alright whatever best year in team history yeah we were like alright well, one of the best teams like always alright with that we are gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna get into some football talk Pat's camp Dolphins <gasps> <Wow>. as well <laughs> Dolphins as well stick with us guys Here with slow your roll. Football season just around the corner. Practices have started. Open practices. Practices with other teams. Have the the other team practices started? No, still one more week. I think there's still another week of that. Yeah, a week of without that. Yeah, a week without the joint practices. But anyway, but camps have started. The rumors have started. Unfortunately, the injuries have also started.
0: Yeah, well that's no, that always. I
1: know. Not for the Pats at least so far, nothing major. But let's talk some Patriots camp. What was that look for? Like
0: it's got like you're, t- you're it's got to happen eventually. Oh, you know it is. Every team loses somewhat in training camp. I know. Or at least like it's probably it's it uh, got to be about the most stressful time for like the front medical offices. staff.
1: No, I meant like the front offices and stuff. Like if you're there at practices, you're just watching these practices. Well, just I like, mean, uh,
0: I think the medical staff too, because i mean, even think everyone's getting back to work and everyone's also just extra sore. Ah, that too. That too. But anyway, so Patriots camp.
1: Some of the talking points going on, you know, we got a new corner adding some speed in Jones, new wide receiver in Taquan Thornton, who I've actually heard good things about so far in camp. Mm, sure. And uh, Devontae Parker, I've heard some very good things about so far in camp. I
0: haven't heard much good things
1: about the offense, but yeah. I mean, I've heard good things about those two, not the offense in general. And that yeah. was going to be the next one, <laughs> which is the weird way the Pats are doing things where nobody knows who's in charge, who's the offensive coordinator, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if Bill's just trying to figure this out still on the fly, or if he already knows and he's just playing that mind games thing that bill does with the league. Like I don't want to come out and say who the coordinator is Uh because I don't want anyone to be able to go back and look at maybe tendencies when they were a head coach or anything like that. Maybe it's that. I don't know. What do you have? Do you have any input on this? Which do you think it is? Do you think they're still trying to figure it out on the fly or do you think he knows and just doesn't want to say? I,
0: I, I, I think there's still a little bit of, Feeling out here for Bill. Okay. He's like, all right. How dumb is Matt Patricia? <laughs> how awkward is Joe Judge? Uh. Like you know, like can these can these guys who's gonna figure it out and then I'm gonna bump them up? Because mm. I I still think he's trying to do that.
1: I don't like competition with the coaching staff while you're doing yeah, the competitions. That's, with this the is team. new. I don't like this at
0: <laughs> all. This is, Maybe Mac Jones will coach.
1: Uh listen, I haven't heard great things about Mac
0: Jones so far in camp. I've heard nothing but good things about Mac. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard I mean, see- even that article you sent me—that wasn't a bad thing about Mac. They said that he's he's seemed a little. Well, yeah, no, that was that was about he was crapping on the offense. Yeah, he was saying like like listen, Mac Jones is upset, but like the offense when you stack up the Patriots offense against the defense in training camp, the offense has won every single time. Interceptions,
1: mm.
0: can't run the ball. Uh, Mac Jones is constantly running for his life. Mm. Like the offensive line is in shambles. Um, yeah, there's no running attack. Receivers aren't getting opened. Like the uh, the d. De- it's either our defense is incredible, or our offense sucks. <laughs> and that 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 article you sent me is in. Mac Jones is frustrated with that, and yeah. the, and there is. No clear vision of who's gonna be like. Well, this is this is the problem, and we need to fix it. Uh, and this is my problem with the Patriots. And, well, well, and how can you not be? And how can you? In, like, yeah, we don't know who the boss is. <laughs> yeah, so who's running the show? What's the identity? So yeah, like that's why Mac Jones is not quite making the throws. It's like. Because like here's the thing, Mac Jones came in. He like people have said, like, yo, he looks he looks good, like just on, on warm ups and stuff like that. Like he's mm. fitter. He's more mature. He's more sure of himself. Mm. It's just everyone around him I'm sucks. Okay.
1: Well run organizations and well run businesses trim the fat. And they make things clear. And so did the hierarchy guys. is clear. Who's in charge of what is clear? Decision making is clear. That is not what is going on in New England right now, and I don't think it bodes well. For Patriots fans, all right? And the Pats. When things are this weird, when nobody knows who's in charge, when I have five different bosses, no one's my boss. Okay? I guess. (laughs) Like, Who do I go to? One guy says one thing, one guy says another thing, the third guy says another thing. Whose word means more?
0: What do I do? Uh, You do trial and error. All right, I'm going to try Joe Judge's thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it didn't work. I'm going to try Matt Patricia's thing. Oh, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and there needs to be a clear identity to the offense. And this is, again, with Bill. He just thinks he can bring his friends in and, and the guys he knows. And he can he can change it up, do whatever, do the complete opposite of the way the rest of the league is doing it. But he's a genius, so it'll be fine. And I just think in today's day and age, offenses have become extremely specialized, Like right? Very mm-hmm. focused. One guy, you know, this guy, this old thing where, oh, he coached defense, but he could totally coach off- offense, I all mean, this kind of stuff. I don't think that's really the way things go anymore. I think offense has become extremely specialized, especially for coaches. And uh, I don't think Bill is adjusting with the times well at all.
0: Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I mean, I think he killed it. Clearly, the defense is ready to go once again. So he, he did it what he wanted uh this is exactly here's the thing this is just all part of bill's scheme 40 chess right 40 chess uh he's probably playing fifth dimensional chess for all we know Mm. um he's pleased like he's seen the future in his crystal ball like he knows like we need to win like that like we need to go nine and eight this year like it's just the gods have foreseen we'll get the perfect pick for the perfect guy and then new dynasty
1: obviously you you really are just the in bill
0: we trust guy ah uh, i mean i have to be at this point
1: <laughs> you don't have any other option
0: yeah and also like uh, tom brady's gone yeah like and i haven't gone over it so <laughs> like when we start like really winning playoff games again and i know that's fair weather sounding like no i'm gonna watch every game i'm just sad about it mm.
1: so what do you think What do you how do you think this season's gonna go?
0: Nine and eight, we're gonna get that perfect draft pick, and he's gonna it's all gonna come together. All
1: right, nine and eight?
0: (laughs) Ten and seven. Nah. I said see,
1: I was the optimistic guy last year. I said more wins than Vegas said too, and more wins than most people said. Um I forget. I gotta go back and listen. Did I say ten or eleven? I forget.
0: You did not say eleven. I don't think I did. I think you said nine and eight.
1: I said 9-8, and eight, and then right before the season, I changed it.
0: You mean last year, last year? Yeah. Oh, I thought you the meant year. like a the, the couple weeks ago. Oh, like no, co- no,
1: no, no. I That's what I'm saying. I was the optimist last year, and now I'm the pessimist. I'm like, I, I think this could be a mess.
0: Uh, the defense looks great.
1: <laughs> does it? Or does the offense just look terrible? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, I guess we will find out. Oh, man.
0: I mean, I've seen Devontae Parker do a thing.
1: Yeah. I like the addition of Devontae Parker. I just Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, man. Mm. I I just don't trust them. I've seen Mac Jones do a thing, and now he's older. He'll do another thing. Yeah, but he had Josh McDaniels. Now we have Matt Patricia and Joe
0: Judge. Mm. Yeah, that's part of the that's part of this five D chess he's playing here.
1: I'm, I'm thinking more. Josh 70- McDaniels is
0: going to fail again, and Bill knows it. Bill Bill planted something in the like mm-hmm. he's he's in talks with Al Davis. He's like, you're going to make money off this. Trust me, you're going to make money off of this. <laughs> and he's like, okay. you will make some AFC Championship games. I'll get some rings. It'll all work out. Uh, you don't have to talk to Josh McDowell and his weird uh, advisor. Oh, my God.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning more towards 7 and,
0: and 10. And in the end, you can get your buddy Gruden back in like five years. That's That's, that's, that's <laughs> the, This is the schemes going on. Trust me. Listen, Gruden's back in five years. Patriots New Dynasty. It's all coming together. Oh, my God. Trust Bill. Trust Bill. <laughs> uh,
1: that's the only thing I can hope for, I guess, at this point. All right. I'm leaning towards 7 and 10 this year. Moving on. <laughs> Jesse- 7 and 10? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think it might be bad. All right. Moving on. From one AFC East team to another. Yeah.
0: Oh, I got to get these uh, these other notes out. Yes. But from one this e- is also a, like a little bit of a Tommy update. It's not the Tommy update, but it's a little bit of one because okay. he's involved. Yeah, he is. Because uh, the the Miami Dolphins, I don't know <laughs> if you heard, are dirty cheaters. <laughs> the only ones in the NFL history. Um, the best thing about them, though, is they cheated and didn't land either one of them. No, <laughs> it's an odd story because it starts all the way back when Tom was still a Patriot. Mm. So this is personal. And by the way, Bill said exactly what you thought Bill would say on the subject. Nothing. I'm worried. I'm focused on training camp right now. Um, So, yeah, all the way back when he was still a Patriot, he still had the entire year to play. They were in talks uh, to bring Brady in. I don't know where that broke down. And he ended up in Tampa Bay because clearly Tom wanted to go to Florida. I don't know if he, they just wouldn't give him enough money, and I don't know why you would if you put your entire franchise reputation on the line to talk to him when he still had a year to play on his contract. But then, after losing, you kept talking to him the entire time he was in Tampa Bay. Uh, and then, while Sean Payton was still a coach, you started talking to him. Uh, So this started, he started talking to the, uh, in August, 2019 and then, uh, where's the Sean Payton one? I don't know, but it was, it's still when he was playing with or coaching the saints. So after this comes out, so they got hit with a, it's a $1.5 million fine. They lost first and second round picks and uh, Ross is uh, suspended for a year. Steven Ross then came out and said, like, told you I'm vindicated. Because then the, uh, this has, they came on and said this has nothing to do with Flores and mm. um, stuff like that, and they said they, they're clear. Apparently, they're clear on that mm. from the NFL standpoint.
1: On the what? The tanking stuff?
0: Yes. Um, what they
1: said was that, mm, what the NFL said was, is that they can't find them for tanking or get on them for tanking because Flores didn't allow it. But they never said that the NFL in their investigation never said anything positive as if Ross in the front office was not guilty of trying to lay down a certain sort of cultural thing, which was we want to lose games.
0: They definitely said it is over for that. And they're definitely not going to get punished.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's over. But they didn't say that Ross did nothing wrong. What they said was Flores made it so... In game, there was no, uh, nothing was compromised, yeah, basically. But they never said anything about it as if they were happy with Ross or thought that Ross wasn't trying to lay down a culture of let's lose intentionally.
0: Okay, I, I found the NFL quote, um, from the investigation on Sean Payton here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the uh, so it occurred before Coach Payton announced his decision to retire as head coach of the Saints. Following that announcement, Miami requested permission to speak with Sean Coach Payton for the first time, which they were denied. Mm. They then did it anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, and then like the the league came out and said like we have never seen tampering on this level. Mm. Like this is uh, uh just un like insane levels of tampering. Uh. So, I mean, do you have more to say on it?
1: No, I mean, I don't have a ton to say other than I just think it's funny that you cheated for so long on this and then didn't got land either. Nothing. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing it's, that I find hilarious.
0: I mean, you got that's not true. You got a big fine. You got some picks taken away, and your yeah. your you're, uh, you, your owner is in timeout.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um,
0: But, hey, he feels vindicated. Can
1: I say, though, I I think that the NFL punishment was a little light. You think it should have been more picks, more money? I think it should have been. You should have been blackballed entirely? I think you should have been both. Not not blackballed completely, but tampering seems like a a pretty serious offense. Um, It is and it isn't
0: by NFL standards because because they all do it. And they know they all do it. There's literally a legal tampering time in free agency. But just the, the, the level for an entire... for yeah, but, but, Tom Brady but, was with two teams. Yeah. And you're still...
1: Like, I don't know. To me, it just... It, it opens the door for worse things. It opens the door for conspiracies, for you to intentionally get players or people to do certain things. Like, this... Punishment that they handed down to Ross and the Dolphins to me does not deter anyone from in the future doing something similar. Because, oh, if I get caught at worst, what? I spend it a few games and I lose a first rounder and a third rounder. That's it. I don't. I just don't think that's enough of a deterrent. I think it's the first and a second. First and a second. Whatever. I still don't think that's enough of a well, deterrent. It does. It is a bit and of a I, blow. I, I, because- and, and I get your thing of like. I get your thing of well, they all kinda do it and sure. But if the punishment for once it's publicly caught isn't good enough, I think you're gonna find that well now where I felt kind of bad or felt like I needed to be super sneaky or I needed to be careful and not do it a ton, now it becomes the floodgates open. Oh let's just let's just do it even more now. Like it's not gonna be that big of a fine if we're caught, it's not a big uh, deal. Maybe. So Maybe. that was my my was my thoughts
0: on the story after it happened. I yeah I could see that I guess yeah. Mm. But like uh, uh it's it is kind of I mean they do have several first and second round picks, so that's another thing. Mm. So like it's not devastating, but uh if if Tua doesn't work out, <coughs> it's a big F. He's looking good. Mm-hmm. Um. Like you know, I thought the plan would be to draft a quarterback next season. This could, this could, uh, this could put a damper on them with what their plans were. Mm. Their post Tom Brady tampering plans.
1: Their post. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's funny
0: they didn't land either of them though. But anyway, on to the next. I mean, they just they should have. I I I don't understand how they didn't get Tom. I, I want to know. Well, because like Tom had Cause that Tampa quote.
1: Because Tampa had better stuff.
0: Tom had that quote. We now know who it's about. Like, he, Tom came out and said, like, after he signed with the Buccaneers, he was talking about, like, he was in talks with several teams, and one of the teams mm-hmm. d- didn't pick him. And he was like, you're going to pick that mother. mother. Eh. Um, I guess it looks like they were like, no, we're going to draft Tua. Sorry uh, to-, but, like, why would you tamper that hard just I, to draft Tua? I don't know. And then why would you tamper again? I don't know. Well, they tampered again
1: because then they wanted Sean Payton and Brady together. You
0: know what? I hope the second time Tom... Just let them keep calling him and kept talking to him just because, like, I'm never going to. In his head, he's just like, I'm never going to go because you picked Tua. (laughs) But I'm just going to keep making sure that fine is going higher and higher and higher.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. All right. Last one. Well, not last bit of news. But before we take our next break, Debo Samuels. Controversy has ended. He has gotten his contract extension just like he wanted and uh, he is participating once again in Niners camp. You know, and I don't have a big issue with it. I, I thought, he, in truth, I thought he was going to get more money. Um, he'll, I mean, what does it make him, like 6th, 7th highest paid receiver in the league? Watch, wait another year or two. He'll be all the way down at like 18th because all <laughs> of the money just keeps going up and up every year. Um, and, and there's no clause in it that says they can't use him as a running back. And it's only three years. And I, I'm i actually, I'm perfectly cool with this move. Um, you know, if you were paying a quarterback a bunch of money, then I wouldn't be. But if you're going to go with the kid Lance, you're going for a cheap option. You don't have to pay your quarterback. And this is the time that you overpay for people. And you make sure that there's a lot around you to make this team as good as possible. And you want to make sure that Trey has the best chance to succeed and how could you say the best chance to succeed was we no longer have the main vocal point of what our offense was last year. So I'm okay with this move. Yay. Maybe you overpay for a guy for the last year of it, but you're not paying your quarterback anything. So I I think it was a
0: good move by the Niners. Well, I mean, there's only 41 of it, 41 million of it guaranteed. Yeah. So after two years, you could, you could cut him, and you could not really have to care yeah but yeah I mean I yeah it's pretty good i i here's the thing if you wanted to be competitive this year you you definitely needed to keep him mm. um so yeah, I think this is good. I don't know how you would be able to work in a clause like you we cannot hand the ball off to you at any point, like I'm sure that
1: I'm sure that there's a way you could write something in that he is being paid for the position of wide receiver
0: and wide yeah. receiver only a right? weird clause. Oh, did you hear they took the speaking of weird clauses? They took the study thing out of Kyler Murray's.
1: Yes, I heard contract.
0: that. I heard that. Mm. Well, I mean, I I like this I, I like this for the 49ers, I guess. Cuz yeah, like it keeps you competitive now. Um a guy like Debo Samuel, uh with his dyna- how dynamic he is, um and how open he can get. I mean, best mostly yard yards in the league last year. Mm. So mm. it's Getting him the ball seems to be not the problem, so that that really helps young quarterbacks. So,
1: yeah, and like I said, you know, if you're going to have a rookie quarterback and you're not going to be pay- well not a rookie, but these young quarterbacks, when you're not paying the money, this is the time that you go all in on everything else: weapons, line, you know, pass rushers, corners. This is where it's okay to overspend because the most important position that takes up a massive amount of cap space on every NFL team. I'm not using that money at this moment. So, I, I love it. I think it's exactly what San Francisco should do. Maybe it added another win to their season.
0: I mean, the I've NFC been betting, sucks.
1: I've been betting heavy on the under for their win
0: total. Nah, I think this adds a couple. Because the could. NFC sucks. It does. It really does.
1: Alright, anyway. We are going to take our last quick break here. And we'll talk about the DeStron Watson. NFL appealing that. And then we're going to do our Darwin list. Some of the best 10 over the past year. Stick with us, guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, as we are back, just getting ready to wrap up the show. One last segment before we get into our last two things that we always do. Deshaun Watson, he was suspended six games, I think by most people's standards. That felt a little light, don't you? A little bit. A little bit. And, you know, I certainly think they felt light because it wasn't a coincidence that the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson's camp both came out with statements right after it happened. Like, oh, this is very tough, but but we accept we accept the NFL's ruling on this or the judges ruling on this that wasn't a coincidence that they both came out right away like that like oh we're not going to fight it we're gosh this is going to be tough we're going to have to get through it but (laughs) we accept the punishment because they know that it's light and to the public eye it was light and Goodell has a this is Goodell has quite a decision to make on this and I like the decision that he's gone with is the NFL's going to appeal that to trial, make it longer but he could have done this he could have said Okay, well, it came down. People will be outraged. But, one, it's pretty public that I'm not the one who's making the ruling anymore. We have a third party process now. And second, I can get away and get over the initial outrage. Have it sit for a week. But it's while we're still in camps. Games haven't even started yet. It'll eventually blow over. And then the season will start. That's that's one way he could have gone. The other way he's going to go, and he has to be careful now with this, is how many games does he want to add? Because the problem here is if he goes too high, even if he wins, then the NFLPA will appeal. And then the story just continues to drag out. And that's that's not good PR. And if Deshaun is in the midst of still appealing, then he could be on the field playing in week one, which I don't think is great. PR for the NFL either. (laughs) I think they'd rather him not be playing week one. So, there's so many other, there's so many things here Goodell has to judge. The other thing, though, is Roger can say, even if let's say I go harsh. Let's say I try and double it, go 12 games. Let's say... that's harsh? Yeah.
0: Okay, I was going to say 8 to 10 to 12 was probably like fair. I think it's fair,
1: but like once 6 already came out, you're doubling it. That's what I mean by. Mm. So if I want to go upper end of the spectrum and literally double what the ruling initially was, <clears throat> maybe it'll drag out. Maybe I'll have to deal with this. Maybe I'll have to deal with that. But at the end of the day, even if I lose the appeal, I still come out looking good to the media because we tried to be tough. You know, we tried to say this is unacceptable. And because the NFL PA wins, that still makes sure that the league and Goodell looks better. So there's so many different options that Roger can go with this. What what do you think? How do you see this right now? How do you think it's going to go? How many games do you think Roger's going to pry and put on? And what do you think he should be doing? I think he's
0: going to try to suspend him for the season. You think, you think he's going to go that far? Yeah. I think he's going to try to, like, maybe even, like, one-up the MLB with Trevor Bauer. He oh, can't do that. Like, oh, you think the MLB can do that? Look at this! <laughs> um... Because I think Roger Goodell is an idiot. And I think he'll always do the wrong thing. So, I... You know, is it a bit short? Like, I, I, I kind of said half the season would have been pretty perfect. If you went 10 to 12, I would have been, all right, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Even if they went the full season, I wouldn't have been shocked. But I just thought, like eh, maybe a bit much. Mm-hmm. This isn't a criminal case. Um,
1: he did lie to a judge, though.
0: Yeah, but he's getting away with it, so... <laughs>
1: That's kind of a problem.
0: (laughs) And I mean, how would you? How would you? He's a football player.
1: How would you play it? If you're in if I'm Goodell, if I'm I'm Goodell, here's how I play it. mm, I try to find Robert Kraft. I would try to go to ten games.
0: All right. Yeah, that's where I go. Uh, mm, if I'm Roger Goodell. I'm going to be as slimy as possible. I'm going to call Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns and be like, what do you want? And they'll be like, "Like we got to up this. What do you want? Eight, nine, fine. Uh-huh. That's what I'm doing.
1: Okay. I am calling them. So you're tampering? Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> what
1: do you think? So that, that's what you do?
0: Yeah. What did because you- I'm uh, that guy.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> But I mean, you see all the things he has to weigh here. I mean, he has to weigh.
0: He has Sh- to weigh. Sure, I he just could, don't he think could, he's thinking he could, that hard about it. He could let it blow over. I don't think he's thinking that hard about it, man. I, I think you thought way too. I put. I think that was great, but I think you put a lot of effort into that, and I don't think Roger Goodell is going to do nearly as much.
1: <laughs> do you? But do you see him going on the harsher side?
0: Yeah, you're, you're not
1: being. You're not being funny. You really think he'll come out and be like, "We're going to try for a whole season." What makes you think he's a changed man? Roger? Yeah. Or Watson? Roger. Oh, okay. Oh, Watson? No. No, I know Watson's not changed. But what do you mean? I mean, Roger usually has been in trouble for being too light, though, on punishment.
0: He, when it, all right. It, he, yes and no. He always, the Patriots, makes, he always No, he always just makes the wrong punishment. He's always too harsh when he's like, why? Uh-huh. And he's always too light when it's like, bro, why is he still playing? Like, why is Greg Hardy still here, bro?
1: Well, but, but under your circumstances, then you, you think that he'll go too light because that's mm-hmm. what most people think this is. Most people, I think the, ge- the well, general he, no, public well, thought. Well, he's already shown his
0: hand, though. Would be, no, he's already shown his hand of more, so he's going to go too much. Oh, okay. That's what you think. Yeah.
1: I think, I think 10 would be perfect. I think 10 you might still be able to get away with without the NFLPA appealing. I think if you go any more than that... Oh, you know that's what you call. I think I think the NFLPA
0: is totally going to appeal that. That's what you need to call first.
1: Honestly, probably, because the last thing that they want... There's two things that they don't want. They don't want this story still dragging out when the season has started, and they don't want Deshaun Watson See, playing football week
0: one to opening the season. There's three types of people. There's You. Who's like, I could do this, could do that, could do this, could do that, could do this. Oh, I'll put then this, but weigh, weigh in, all these options. Then there's Roger Goodell, who will just buy I, I I made my decision and I'm sticking to it. Mm. From just the moment I just I made a quick decision, I made a snap decision, and that's correct, and I know what it is, and I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> and and then there's people like me who are gonna be like, I'm gonna get like a quarter away what you got through, and I'd be like, what am I doing? And pick up the phone and be like, just give me the answers. <laughs> Why am I trying to figure out what other people are going to do, and I could just be like, if I do this, what are you going to do about it? And then we'll figure this out together. you think the NFLPA is going to be honest with him about that? Why would they not
1: be? Uh, I like, Bro,
0: do you want to drag this out any further? Do you want to?
1: That's true. He certainly does not make the player association look good. <laughs> no, he doesn't, and it certainly certainly wouldn't make him look good if then they have to defend him. Yeah, do you want to defend this man? Yeah, do you want to, do you want to defend the
0: weirdo? Don't make me defend. Don't make us defend him. Yeah, I don't want you to defend him, bro. Like, work with me. Work with you.
1: let's let's talk here. That's, can, that's that's I mean, what I'm saying. I, you know Cooperation. What? I don't know if there's a rule against that. I something. Bro, it's me, his league. Uh, something tells me there probably is, but you know what? Who cares? I mean,
0: maybe when probably when you bring the law into it. Actually I mean I'm pretty sure I'm ninety nine percent sure once you brought the law into it, no, you have to you can't talk to each other about it. Mm. But like this was their league, they could have just been sitting the entire time. Like, what do we do about this? And you know, maybe they tried and maybe they just were just so far apart mm. that they just never never wow. materialized. Maybe. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I that, see that sounds
0: like modern day people.
1: I think I think I think because of the way these things seem to always go, I think it's gonna end up being a disaster. And they're going to push for significantly more games. And then there's going to be an appeal. So Watson will be playing week one. Oh, I'm sure. I'm stamping this right now. I think Deshaun Watson is behind center taking snaps to open the season.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Here's the thing. I'm sure this is going to go bad in ways we can't even imagine. Because the NFL is nothing if not dramatic in every single thing it has ever done. Mm. So... Why stop now? True. <laughs>
1: All right. With that,
0: we... They're, they're trying too hard to keep this from getting any worse, and they're going to make it worse because of that.
1: Probably. Honestly, maybe, maybe the easiest thing would have just been to just sit there and accept the six games. Maybe. And just deal with the outrage for two weeks.
0: Maybe. But... Before people f-
1: move on to something else. Exactly. All right. Be that as it may, we are getting ready to wrap it up. Jesse, give us our Tommy report real quick first.
0: Okay, all right. It's been a while since we've been here So we've gotten We got a little bit of Tommy acting, acting a fool Doing some stuff Because It has been an anniversary that passed uh, It was actually It was July 29th So it's been a little bit mm-hmm. But it was six years ago on July 29th That Max Kellerman came out and said That Brady will be a bum in short order Six years and Since that time he has won Three Super Bowls So, he's not a bum yet. And since that time, he turned 45. He said he wanted to play to 45. Here he is. Maybe his last time. I think so. I'm kind of getting sick of it. Are you really? (laughs) I'm kind of feeling what everyone else felt. (laughs) For all those years. Uh, If he was still a Patriot, I wouldn't feel that at all, obviously. I'd be like 50, 60, bro. till you're dead. Yeah, that's true.
1: All right. Anyway, with that... It is time to move on. We have a special Darwin Award. By the way, if we are doing a normal Darwin, I might give it to Ross in the Dolphins again this week. Yeah. For getting caught with that and not hitting on any of them. But it's been a full year. We started right after the trade deadline last year. We're here once again right after the trade deadline. So we are going to count down from the last year the top 10 Darwin Awards. Jesse Caulfield, take it away. Number 10.
0: Thank you. Number 10, we're going all the way back to almost the very beginning of this show. Third episode. Yes. So number 10 is the 2021 Summer Olympics. Why? Well, because nobody watched it. There was no, there was, nobody cared. Uh, So the. They also
1: did the weird thing with the streaming
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like it was a time where people were didn't care. I believe it was China. Right. Yes. And no one wanted to watch that. Mm -hmm. No one wanted to watch China. Um, So the average viewership for the Olympics was I mean, you know, it's been dropping for well over a decade at this point, but it used to be as high as like 50 million people now we haven't seen that for a couple decades but like they were coasting in the 30 millions and even the high 20 millions for a while like 15 million people was the average like prime time viewer for this one and yeah there was streaming played a role in that Um, but like nobody cared and it was a total tank job for NBC so that was a great one yeah All right. number nine I don't remember exactly at what
1: point in the season we did this we don't really know the numbers for any of these. You know, not, the only <laughs> one I know is that one. But LeBron James for wanting Russell Westbrook on his team. To fight, despite the fact that it seemed like Lakers and their executives wanted somebody else, mainly Bradley Beal, LeBron James said, No, this time might be ancient and old as hell, but I want, give me another mid-30-year-old and one in Westbrook who's ball-centric, turns the ball over, and has never made anybody better. Despite the fact he played with Harden and Durant, he couldn't win anything. He was terrible at the end of OKC. He was terrible in Houston when they traded him there. But LeBron was like, no, give give me Russell Westbrook. Give me Westbrook. Uh-huh. I know everybody on this team is anxious. I know everyone on this team is over 30 and getting injuries. But, and Anthony Davis, who's not 30, but he might as well be 40, honestly, with the way his body is. But no, give me Russell Westbrook. This will totally work out. And it was an unmitigated Disaster There would be times that the Laker crowd Was chanting When the ball was in Westbrook's hands Don't shoot Don't shoot (laughs) Please don't shoot it They also called him Westbrook Yeah they kept calling him Westbrook That was the other chant It was an absolute disaster And LeBron the GM struck again though Then it was funny because he tried to pass blame On the other people and stuff as well But LeBron James number 9 For wanting
0: Russell Westbrook on his team. Mm. Alright, number eight. Mm. Let me set the scene for you for this one. Mm. You're in Vegas. Your franchise is struggling. You're playing hockey in the desert. You are up against the cap. You are so close to the cap that me, I literally could have paid the salary of a player with that close to the cap. Uh and you have a guy on your team that you want to trade away. His name is Neg- Evgeny Nabokov. He has a no-trade clause, though. You don't ask him about it, and you try to trade him to the Ducks anyway, hoping he'll just let it go. <laughs> he does not let it go. And then after a couple of days later, the league says, you know what, this trade doesn't go through. So then you have to leave some of your best players on the injured list till the end of the season, and you don't make the playoffs. And that is what the Vegas Golden Knights did to earn their eighth spot on this list. Just terrible management of cap, Terrible management of assets, mm. terrible treatment of your players, and you screwed up the deadline royally, and it costs you a playoff spot. Mm. Vegas Golden Knights.
1: Yes. All right. Number seven. We gave it to Steven Ross for firing Brian Flores. Especially after the news came out that Flores had some dirt and some evidence and all this other stuff and became a big thing. It became weird to us, like, why would you fire? a coach who didn't even do a bad job, who won like six or seven games in a row, why would you fire him when he also had dirt on you and could get you in trouble? Now, I get it if he had been terrible and sucked, right? And it's like, well, of course he got fired. No, 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 You decided to fire someone that the league was shocked about getting fired and also when he had dirt on you. Stupid, stupid decision. And you know what? Tampa probably wouldn't have traded Brady anyway. You know, Sean Payton probably wanted a year off anyway. But I'll tell you this, all the media coverage that that got and then the stories and all that certainly did not help Ross and his Dolphins trying to get Brady or Sean Payton over the offseason. Probably not. Definitely did not. And I I, I think Payton might have gone there. I really do. Even without the, the year off, especially if he could have gotten a quarterback. But uh, terrible, terrible decision by Stephen Ross. I don't know what he was thinking. Mm.
0: I mean... They're clearly not. I don't think he's a very smart owner. No, I don't think he is either. But all right, number six. I mean, he had to be somewhere on this list, right? Oh yeah. But John Gruden, <coughs> and I mean, you know why? You remember why? We haven't heard his name for months because of this reason. Those emails. Now, here's the thing. Like, it wasn't even his fault that the emails came out. Obviously, it's his fault they were sent. Like, he typed them out. Um, it wasn't his fault they came out. They came out because of a different investigation into the at the time still called the football team uh, and realistically we know Dan Snyder was probably somewhere doing some slimy things and saying some terrible things but it was only John Gruden who took the fall but man did he say some bad stuff but it's also it's like you're you're using your work like yeah email to then send yeah. these
1: like what? to your
0: coworkers yeah
1: like that's stupid like if you want to do it in a personal email and st- like but text
0: yeah. When you're there, yeah. Like we all we all say some messed up things when we're with the, with the that we wouldn't say in our work emails, yeah. But
1: when you're with the boys, but yeah.
0: <laughs> but John Gruden, John Gruden is does, it, he wants to be homophobic in the in the work email in, in the workplace. But well, I guess I mean that flies in Washington. I'm sure. Yes. But when you find out outside of Washington, that's when you're getting in trouble. Yes. So, John Gruden, number, number six. Number six.
1: Yeah, definitely John Gruden in his emails. Number five, Calvin Ridley mm. for placing wagers and bets, you know, playing, playing some parlays with a couple of thousand dollars and ends up losing himself millions of dollars instead by getting suspended for an entire season. Uh, that was, I mean, that's got to be one of the best ones of all time. You could, yeah. have, you could have hit on every single one of your parlay and, like, you still lost. Well, yeah. Like, what were you thinking, dude? Uh-huh. Like, wow. That was so stupid. I can't believe he did that. So,
0: Calvin Ridley, number five, for betting on NFL games. Yeah. All <laughs> right, number four. His name was mentioned a minute ago. Yes. Dan Snyder. <clears throat> now, I don't remember the specific incident, <clears throat> but I, if I remember correctly... There, it was like almost like a straw that broke the camel's back moment. Yeah, there's just been so many things: the, the, the abusing cheerleaders, being cheap, uh, stealing s- stealing money from other owners, <laughs> being just a downright dirtbag to every uh, person that walks the earth. But it it just got so bad that the government literally stuck its nose in and said, "Like NFL, this is a bad man. We need to look into some things." Uh, so we gave we gave him the Darwin for that. And, like I said, I can't remember the exact specifics. We didn't – there's so many episodes. We didn't – we couldn't go back and actually find all these where they are. Mm. But just Dan Snyder had to be on this list just because he's just done so many dumb things just since we started the show. Oh, he's already – he's won multiple Darwins. You know that, right? Well, there's been – the Washington football team has won some and yeah. then he won some. Yeah. Because this – no, this – I do remember this. We do – we did give him one because he did something specific that, like – Well, it was the 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 government- stealing
1: money. <laughs> it was the stealing revenue money. that we Well, I, th- I thought that, this, was, well, that I thought was,
0: there was an early one that the government was literally like...
1: Oh, no, no. That was the first one that we gave them.
0: Yeah. That, and he's just he's like, just the government's literally just, hey, man, that owner of the football team is a bad guy.
1: Yes. So. We were also making fun of it because China had just like tested and launched like new nukes or something. Oh, yeah. That was and the same time. And we were like, yo, but the Pentagon's wasting their time. <laughs> Checking into the Washington football team (laughs) And we're like Dan Snyder's screwing over America Thank you Dan Snyder Yeah But then he also later um, Was caught you know Stealing ticket and game day revenue Yes no I do remember that Which we were all like Listen Those millionaires Your fellow billionaires Will defend you Till everything Else (laughs) that you do touch their money But you should know That they will not defend you When it comes to just touching their money Yes As one of them You should know that But he did it anyway All right
0: Stay tuned for future Dan Snyder Darwin Awards. I'm
1: sure there'll be more. Number three, Jake Sanford. Who is
0: Jake Sanford?
1: The minor leaguer for the New York Yankees, who lost his job because he got caught stealing equipment and things from the Yankee organization, and then selling them online on eBay. (laughs) What was it? Also, was he still? He was using his own name. Yeah. Like there was no hiding of this at all. He was. No. Not only am I going to steal equipment. And sell it. I'm also not going to change my own name on my account or anything like that while I'm trying to sell this stuff. Oh, no. Well, that's, it was, he screwed some people over, too. Yeah, he wouldn't give them the stuff. And then didn't send them the stuff. Yeah, he wouldn't give them the and stuff. And it's like, how long did you think you were going to get away with? Yeah. You were a public figure. I can go through the Yankees organization and just look up AAA organization, AA organization, and your name is right there. Yeah. You're not hard to find.
0: So He also was stealing his teammates' stuff. Yes. Like, you know, you're not even, like, taking your own bats home and, like, all right, just selling them. Like, that's, that's easy. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I'm taking my teammates' batting gloves, their bats. Like, <laughs> like, they're also poor like you, bro. You're, my, you're all minor leaguers.
1: I know. You but just... it's also the, the not sending the people stuff that was just, like, mind-boggling <laughs> that you thought you were going to get away with that. So, Jake Sanford, number three. Number two.
0: Right, number two, he just won't go away. But more specifically, his lawyer, Sean Watson's lawyer. So I mean, this one was somewhat recent month like ago, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, where things were kind of quiet on this front, mm-hmm. and he just decided to open his mouth. Yes, about on
1: a talk radio. Yeah. Which why is your lawyer talking about this on a radio station?
0: I mean, I had, like you know. Lawyers are always asked about cases and stuff like that. They will go on the news even sometimes yeah. to answer questions about the cases. So I, I get that. I mean, radio, I guess, is not that common. Um, I mean, I've seen lawyers on radio just not to talk about like their specific case. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he just he want he just decided to open his mouth about his client about just like I mean, like it wasn't that bad. Like yeah, he's doing the stuff like like literally basically openly admitted that like yeah he kind of did it but like i mean these ladies were okay with it and and, like nothing illegal happened yeah like there wasn't money exchanged (laughs) and it's like bro why like you thought and then here's the thing like you can't use that stuff in the case that's not evidence Mm -hmm. you can't present that in court but the court of public opinion is a thing Mm -hmm. and you made your client look awful I
1: mean, and by the way, you say you can't. Yes, you can, though, Jesse. Just because the judge
0: says, "Oh yeah," but just already. because
1: the judge shoots it down doesn't mean that the jury doesn't care about it and listen to it.
0: I mean, well, you try to find the people that don't know about that stuff. You literally yeah. try to find well, who's this man? I don't know.
1: Yeah, but but you presented it as this is already his lawyer and his team's opinion on this. So if this is already how they feel about this. It's already how they feel about these women, this industry. How, no, that's because that's, that's no, that's hearsay. It that's doesn't a, matter if it's hearsay, Jesse. The point is, oh, you come, need to bring right. it up. Whoa, 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 you whoa, need whoa, to bring whoa. it up no, no, to, no, no, no. to the jury. No, 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 And they need to hear it.
0: No, no. Is it? If here's the thing: if I'm sitting on a jury and the lawyer just stands up and goes like, "He said this and blah, blah blah blah," but you can't literally show me the recording, that means nothing to me. I'm like, you're full of shit, I bro. I mean, they
1: could, br- they could, they could.
0: No, you br- can't. No, you can't physically. You can't present that. That's not evidence. You cannot know. present that. Here's the thing. You can do like those things as a lawyer and be a dirtbag and be like, you can bring up evidence that you're not. Are you sure you can not if it's not a criminal case? I'm pretty sure. I don't know, man. I think if it's
1: a civil case, you might that, that might count.
0: Why? Why, why? why would that count for that?
1: No, I don't know. I just think it would. I don't think so. But like. I mean, that Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing was all people said.
0: Yes, but it's not them. it's them literally reading things. It's mm-hmm. reading statements and stuff like that. Text messages.
1: Yeah, but still. I don't know. I, don't know. I still think there's a way you can totally present that in court. And and that's what his
0: the other opposing juror uh I mean, lawyer I guess set. I guess a tremendous lawyer might find a way, but like if you're going to stand up and go day. like he said this, I'm going to be like you
1: liar. But at the end of the day, here's what it really is. Client uh, lawyers tell their clients all the time to shut the hell up. <laughs> so yeah. why were normally you normally <laughs> it's not the lawyer being told by the client shut up yeah so Deshaun Watson's lawyer number two do you think it's a coincidence that they appealed a bunch of the cases not long after that I mean not appealed uh uh settled mm, maybe I don't think it's a coincidence maybe because at first so I'm innocent I'm never gonna settle and it went on for a long time where they were not settling and then not long after that they settled a bunch of the cases hmm but anyway. And then things got worse. <laughs> yes, they did. All right. So, drum roll, please. Our number one Darwin Award winner over the past year is Devin Williams. If you don't remember, Devin Williams is the elite setup man, now closer for the Milwaukee Brewers, who just last season, when his team had clinched the NL Central, got drunk, was partying. Then, after the team party, continued to party, got drunk. Upset about something, punched a wall and broke his hand and took himself out of those playoffs. So you went through hundred and sixty-two games, the whole grueling effort of an entire MLB season for the big prize, the well, playoff think, stretch. I think he just and then like,
0: you then broke your hand and took yourself out. I think of it was that. like the division clincher like celebration. <clears throat> yes, it was. So he missed like the last couple of games. It wasn't quite 162. I'm sorry. 155 probably. You're forgiven.
1: Yeah. You went through 155 games, the long, grueling summer. I'm sure at some point he was injured too. You know, you go through all that just to get to this moment. You clinch the central. You're going to the playoffs in a great spot. And you punch a wall, break your hand, and take yourself out of what is the biggest part of the season, which is October. So, congratulations.
0: What would you say? Got a ring, though. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Devin Williams? The Brewers. Oh, yeah, he was the on the Brewers, not the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> Brewers, not Braves. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. You you whiffed on that one for a sec. I, I know you know, too. You just blanked. I I B was in my head. Yeah, I know. But anyway, congratulations to Devin Williams. There have been some great Darwins, but you, over the past year, Devin Williams, have won the best Darwin Award that we have ever handed out. So... Devin Williams, congratulations. That has been it for us this week with Slow Your Roll. We will be back next week, probably at our normal time as well. And, uh, you know, at SlowYourRoll on Instagram, SlowYourRoll.com, and uh, SlowYourRoll on Twitter. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great rest of your week.